Welcome to Game of Books with Kathy in South Dakota. That's me. And Christy in South Florida. That's me. We're two newbie writers sharing our take on wine, food, and mystery books. And the authors who write them. Join us for the fun. Hey everyone! We're together, actually together, in the same room and about to share the same bottle of wine and talk about one of Kathy's favorite author's books. I know, this is so great. I, I flew to Atlanta, Georgia just to talk about Daniel Silva. Oh, yes, because you love him. <laughs> I do, I do. And we almost, I almost didn't, we had, we had a close encounter with travel issues, but we both made it. Yay. Yay. And we even got to meet up in the airport. Yep. It was great. Yep. And, um, and now we're here to talk about The New Girl and... I really did love it, Kathy. But I have to say, for you listeners out there, maybe save the wine until after you read it because this is an intense, jam-packed, with information type book. Yeah. And if you have too many glasses of wine, you're not going to follow it. No, you got to go back and reread. <laughs> I know from experience. <laughs> but this is a good wine. So have it when you, you know, after you've read it and then what, during the discussion. Okay, so... Cheers, first of all. Cheers. In the same room. Woo. <laughs> and it's a hotel room with glass glasses. Thank mm-hmm. you. Uh, so, Christy, tell everyone about the wine we're enjoying today. Okay. So, the wine we are having is Les Volets. That's Les Volets for, <laughs> for me. <laughs> it's a Pinot Noir, and it's from France. Let me just read this description right. from their website. It's darkly stained, diaphanous red with upfront aromas of freshly picked raspberries and an underlying savory leasiness. Fleshy red fruits and jam continue to the palate and are met with structured tannins and acid, the formations of a serious Pinot Noir. Oh my God, Kathy. That is serious. It's a good thing we don't always podcast in the same room because <laughs> your face was so funny. Okay. All right. But I did have to look up one of the words. Which word? Leasiness. I knew it because I thought, what is that? <laughs> okay. So this is the definition. The sediment that settles during fermentation of beverages consisting of dead yeast and precipitated parts of the fruit <laughs> and the synonym for leasy or this is lease so leasiness is dregs <laughs> so, why would they even include that i don't know i think it must have a another meaning like a more recent meaning just meaning wine flavored <laughs> or something but <laughs> you know it's so funny when we read these tasting notes sometimes i feel like oh i'm, I'm learning something i think yeah. i'm actually developing you know a clue, and mm-hmm. then you read that, and I think, nope, I, I don't even want to know this. this but is honestly, I don't think it tastes like the drags. <laughs> I'm so glad. I know, it's good. It's a very nice wine. Yeah, and it's a screw top, which is good, because we didn't have a wine opener in our hotel room. We didn't pack a corkscrew. <laughs> Between the two of we us, We probably couldn't have gotten it on the plane, uh, I think. Maybe I don't know. Like, I don't know. Is that... No, I've, I've traveled with a corkscrew uh, okay. before. <laughs> you might have got lucky. I <laughs> At know. least I haven't gotten caught. But, um, and then the food that we yeah. are having with this. Um, so the reason why I chose um, a red wine, and I, I chose a French red, is because this book takes place mostly all over Europe. I mean, mm-hmm. it's all over the world, but the main action happens in, like, Switzerland and France 
and um, even in England and, you know, some Israel, but not a, not a lot of Israel, yeah. even though... Other books um, put spend more time in Israel, right? Um, but this one didn't. So we chose a red because at one point they were drinking a Bordeaux, mm-hmm. um, you know, Sal's liquor store down the street <laughs> did not have a Bordeaux that we could find or we could afford. So, um, so we chose this French Pinot Noir and, um, also because they spent a lot of times in, in cafes. The characters. Yes, Mm -hmm. the characters did, um, you know, chasing each other through cafes and that type of thing. The spy game. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I thought perfect food for, um, a book club would be like small plate type things. They had pastries Mm -hmm. in France chocolate so we have some swiss chocolate here that i got in the um duty free in the airport some lind lind i don't know how you pronounce that but that's swiss chocolate and then like we had cheese and crackers and you know a little prosciutto yeah a little mm-hmm. you know stuff that you might have in a cafe mm-hmm. and so i think that would be perfect I think that'd be actually really a really good menu for a book. I know, and it was good for us. So, we I mean, we're it. enjoying discussing and eating our, you know, chocolate. We did not get the pastries this time because it's, you know, late afternoon. But maybe we'll have some tomorrow morning and yes. keep talking about the book. Well, I'm sure. <laughs> well, anyway. Good selection for a book club on this time. I mean, it really is. That's a yeah. perfect, perfect menu. Now that we have our food and wine, and I think that's a great menu for a book club, um, it's time to talk about the book. I'm so excited. (laughs) I can't wait to see what you um, chose to talk about because, I mean, really, a lot of subjects in this book. I mean, oh my gosh. So so Daniel Silva is a renowned um, author of spy novels, kind of in the John le Carre tradition, I guess, Mm -hmm. and he has... um, he has one in the series that features Gabrielle Alon, who is an Israeli spy, and it, he has a new book come out every July. And when I first discovered the series, I can't even, I mean, maybe, I don't know, maybe seven books ago, I went back and bought all of the originals and read all of them, and it is my favorite part of July, honestly. I look forward oh, to it. Oh, good. <laughs> and they're hefty books, so it's yeah. not something that you whip through. I mean, it takes some time, and you yes. want to savor it, because it's a really... Intense read. Right. So, anyway. Um, so, uh, Daniel Silva, his background, you can tell reading it, is he used to be a journalist. Mm-hmm. A really impressive career as a journalist. And he is married to an equally impressive journalist, Jamie Gangel. And at one point um, in the 1990s, I believe, um, he had said to her, I really want to write a novel. And so she had said, take the year do it and he wrote his first novel and it was his fourth novel that um finally that featured this um israeli spy gabriel alon and um that is what he's continued with ever since i think this is the 19th maybe in that series wow i know (laughs) and one of my favorite things about this is just the amount of research that he does i know we'll get to that later Mm -hmm. but i love that he his cover is an art restorer Oh, yeah. And I love anything dealing with art and books. I just find that completely fascinating. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And the story behind that, if you go back and read the previous 19 novels, which <laughs> I have, is that he was so damaged by the work he did as a young spy. He used to be an artist. Oh, right. And he was so damaged by that, he, he could no longer paint originally. Oh, yeah. And so yeah. it's kind of cool because he restores the paintings and it's mm-hmm. very um, symbolic. And too. we did talk about this in season one. We so did. You can go back and hear more about our favorite author. I know. And that time was when we were doing each an individual book. Uh-huh. Because we thought we could read everything, apparently. I know. <laughs> and, um, and so you hadn't read it at that point. No, so I know. I was so tickled that you I know. We were, we were, it, she was excited. And, and you know what? I really loved it. So I'm so glad. I don't know that I'll have time to go back and read all of them. It but... is a commitment. <laughs> <laughs> but now I will look forward to them every yeah. July. I actually um, outlined, like, did plot outlines and stuff on uh, a couple of his books just to, when I was wanting to get into writing myself just to learn from him because I thought wow. he was such a master plotter. And um, Okay, so on to the book. So The New Girl is uh, the story of a young uh, girl who is a new and mysterious character at a Swiss, very exclusive Swiss uh, boarding school. And she has all kinds of security and she gets picked up every day with this very you know extravagant caravan and um, everyone's very um, curious as to who she is, and they know she's, you know, of some important family, and she gets kidnapped. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that she is the daughter of a um, Saudi Arabian uh, prince, and he at one point was thought to be the person who might modernize, you know, the Saudi family. If this is sounding familiar, we'll get to that in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um and he actually is implicated in the death of a journalist. And um, anyway, he ends up coming to Gabriel Alon for help, which is a complete irony because Saudi Arabia and the state of Israel have a lot of difficult relationships. Right. And so Gabriel starts on this you know, worldwide hunt for this girl and right. finds things just right. get worse and worse and worse at the right. very page. So that's the main plot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously... And, and, and um, Daniel Silva did some interviews about this, that he was writing a book about the real-life um, crown prince of Saudi Arabia. Uh, right. Whose name? Mohammed bin Salman. Salman. Yep. MBS, people call him. Yes. Yep. Who was the person who was implicated in the uh, murder of the Washington Post com- columnist, um, Jamal Khashoggi. Right. And so when that happened, it caused Daniel to kind of stop and kind of re, you know, I, I suppose reassess. I have no idea. I can't. Right. I mean, I can't imagine. You know, what's interesting is that in previous novels, Daniel Silva's novels, I mean, they're incredibly well-researched. He's very up on all of the Middle East politics and turmoil, and he certainly writes about it, but he often has eerily predicted similar things that actually end up happening. I know. I know you said that before, and I was like, yeah, right, Kathy, whatever. (laughs) And then we read this, and I was like, and even, um, you know, July wasn't that long ago, but, but, you know, my memory being what it is, I was looking over the book again, you know, just trying to um, find some food and wine. (laughs) Yeah. But I ended up, you know, like skimming the whole book again, and I'm like... You know, it's still things, current event type things and stuff, mm-hmm. you know. It's crazy. Syria and, yeah. I mean. Ugh. 
And a couple books ago, um, he really featured the Russians. That the Russians really started coming into a lot of his books, and and at the same time, we started hearing a lot more about Russian operatives and. Mm-hmm. And there's some Russian mm-hmm. stuff in this book. We're not going to tell you because no. that was like so no. far in. I mean, yeah. but I was so, I was amazed too when I, I was like going, I don't know how I kept everything straight when I was reading it the first time yeah. because there are so many different storylines that kind of are, you know. Mm-hmm. And he brings a lot of his past. You know, he'll explain all of his, the team members, Gabriel Alonzo team members, you know, all of their past exploits and mm-hmm. what's kind of how it's shaped them to be the people that they are and mm-hmm. I just think he interweaves the his past mm-hmm. characters experiences without making you need to read those so mm-hmm. deftly mm-hmm. He, mm-hmm. I just now yeah. I'm wondering um if Gabriel's character is he I mean in this one there was some real emotional um things that really hit him hard and I didn't know if in other books he you know you see that emotional side of him as well yeah he's he really has made this character to be this incredibly tough um you know dedicated to his cause character but who is also just emotionally scarred Mm -hmm. and um he just interweaves that so well yeah which, really be, which is real, right? Yes. I mean, you can't, I, I would imagine most people... Absolutely. I yeah. mean, and I thought it was really good, even the character that he based on um, MBS mm-hmm. um, was, had a lot of depth to him too. Like, oh. you're like, you know, nobody's all the way good and all the way no. bad. And It's our theme this season, it seems I like. I know. Isn't that weird? I know, yeah. That's really, because there were times when you would, would hear... You know, this character is like, I'm trying to modernize, but you have to understand, you know, what the, the you know, the religious mm-hmm. conservatives in Saudi Arabia, what they, you know, how hard it is. And, you know, I have to take baby steps and whatnot. And you think, okay, I, you know, and mm-hmm. then he does these horrific things, mm-hmm. um, the character in the book, um, obviously. But, and that is, that is, like you said, it's true to life. I mean, I feel yeah. like. A lot of the issues that we're having throughout the world in different countries are all based sort of on like growing pains, sort mm-hmm. of. And, you know, every so often it gets to the point where you got to say, you know, hey, things are changing and now we've got to adjust. You yeah, know? it's really and interesting. Some people want to and some people don't. So, well, and that's exactly what this mm-hmm. character, you know, kind of makes you think mm-hmm. he's going through. And then, you know, mm-hmm. then you think, really? Are you really? Are you just yeah, saying that? And yeah, you are it's, just pure it's evil. A, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. So I. I always look forward to Daniel Silva's books. I would encourage anyone to pick them up as a reader or a writer. I mean, I think as a writer, you can. there's so much to learn from his writing. Mm-hmm. He's so deft, and his research and um, characters, mm-hmm. plotting, pacing, I mean, it's amazing. And Daniel Silva, if you're out there, we would love to do a Corks and Conversation with you. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. I might, I might fall over and be unable to speak. <laughs> I am in awe. I am in awe. But no, I'd love to meet him sometime. Writer's Writer's Perspective. Perspective. Okay, so this week I thought we could talk about research. I mean, we just talked about how Daniel Silva, he must do his share of research to, you know, get into all that he gets into. And, um, And I know that both of our backgrounds, we've had to do a lot of research and, um... 
So when it came to becoming writer, novel writers, I feel like that was one of the easiest parts for me. And the most fun. I mean, honestly, that's... I completely get my jam on yeah doing the research i know but you have to be careful so you don't get sucked in and just keep going on the research (laughs) that is so that is so true because now we can google you know you can just google anything but there's a lot more that goes into research Mm -hmm. um you know than just googling and um so i was wondering if you would like to share some of the different types of research that you did when you were writing writing your so i was the first thing that inspired me to write the um novel that I am working on was a an interview with a journalist that I had seen. So the first thing I did was buy her book, and, and then I researched everything I could about her and her topic. And then um, as I started developing the plot, I realized a lot of it was taking place in Minneapolis and St. Paul, where I used to live. And so I took I actually took a couple trips back to the Twin Cities mm-hmm. um, and, you know, videotaped and would talk things through. And... Um, that was really fun because a lot of it was in my some of my old neighborhoods and um, and some new areas as well. But so I, those um, those places that you went to are going to show up in your book. They do. Oh, cool. They do. One of them is the Saint Paul Cathedral, mm-hmm. uh, Saint Paul's Cathedral in Saint Paul. Mm-hmm. And um, I actually got in a little bit of trouble in the basement of the cathedral because I was I was in places I wasn't supposed to go. <laughs> But there, it was very nice. It just okay. was concerned about me. Oh, okay. But, um, but yeah, so I, I really like, if I can, I love doing firsthand research. Mm-hmm. Um, and, that, and, and you know, like we talked about last week, talking about characters, I, I, like, a, I like something very concrete. And so mm-hmm. I took a lot of photos and video, and that really helps me to kind of put myself there and be there when I'm trying to write that right. scene. Right, and you know what? That's something that I didn't... I don't have the tendency to do that. Like, I always forget to take pictures. And mm-hmm. in, in fact, when I was doing research, one of the things that I did was um, I did a ride along with a police officer in the town where I'm basing the book mm-hmm. on. And I do remember he was showing me different, you know, parts of the town. We just drove around. I mean, it's it wasn't like a high crime town. So <laughs> it wasn't like he had any, you know, high speed chases or anything. So he would just be just basically telling me how how it was there which was awesome and um and then you know showing me some places that he thought were kind of spooky or whatever because that's, <laughs> you know, so, great. that's and, so great but he, he at one point he said don't you want to take some pictures and I'm like duh yes, and do. I'm like why didn't I think of that I was yeah. just like so enamored that I'm like I'm in the police car and I'm looking <laughs> at all this stuff you know you know so. I have I have found I have I have worked with police in the past in my past career and 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 talking with um just some current police officers they're really incredibly generous mm-hmm. about explaining their work and and I think they really want people to understand what they do right. and what's you know the challenges of it yeah uh, yeah that was great I also um I went out on um, a fishing trip, like with a small fisher fisherman from that area that, you know, they do like little charters with the kids so that um, I could see, you know, and pick his brain on the, you know, fish around mm-hmm. and because some of my characters were fishermen. And in fact, you know, a lot of that town people were so you know that's that's the fun kind of research you know fun yeah Yeah, there's other things that you know like I couldn't get the the fish and wildlife commission to you know answer some of my questions they kept really yeah because I wanted to know how they actually euthanize 
the alligators that sometimes they have to do. Oh, wow. And they wouldn't tell me the technique. You're kidding me. No, no. They wanted to keep that kind of yeah, in-house, Yeah, because, huh? I mean, that was right after, um, do you remember that little boy at Disney? Oh, yes, I do. So it was right after that. So I'm sure they had a lot of bad press mm-hmm. and stuff. And, and I was just trying to get it authentic, you know, if, if it, you know. And so, so you I asked to, them how you euthanize this, the alligators that you have to, and they said, we don't want to share that. No, they That's they just basically gave the party line that you know if we if we can we relocate but sometimes we have to with blah 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 you know and hmm. um and so I was like so I just had to do roundabout research yeah. you know to find the most humane ways um, scientific papers on it and stuff I found a lot of interesting stuff but wow. but yeah the easy way wasn't the easy way that time That's that's a little morbid yeah, yeah. As, as your book is a little bit. Oh, well, thanks. <laughs> You're <yeah>. welcome. <laughs> and don't forget the other form of research. Last summer, we went to a pretty great... Oh, yeah. We went, Christy and I went to the Writers Police Academy in Wisconsin last week, last summer. Uh-huh. So fun. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Really It was fun. almost like just around this time, maybe a month earlier. Yeah. 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 That was great. I mean, and there was some really wonderful presentations that I actually used and put in um, some sections of my novel. I mean, I, yeah. there was a particular um, session with an L.A. police detective who specializes in interrogations, and he just gave such wonderful information. And I was... Yeah. I found a lot of that showing up in my novel. Yeah. So you never know. I know. I know. I'm, I feel like some of that's going to show up in my future novels. And actually, you know... Jeffrey Deaver was in one of the classes with I know. me, and I bet his next novel has information because he was taking frantic notes on too. the um, on the canal or the canal or the uh, the. It was one of the classes on human trafficking. Oh, really? Yeah, he was taking lots of notes, huh? Yeah. Hmm. Sorry, Jeffrey Deaver, we're watching what you're doing. Yeah, <laughs> we watched you. <laughs> <laughs> we're stalkers. No, we're not. No, we're not. No, we're not. So, Christy, I know that you like to be held accountable. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know me, I like goals. Yeah. Um, but we just recorded an episode just a couple days ago. So we're, we're, we, are, we are cheating a little because we're pre-recording this for a future release because we're rarely together. together. I right. Mean, we had to take advantage. Yeah. And I'm yeah. so glad we did. This is I so know. fun. Yes. Um, so anticipating that this episode comes out in November and we're deep into maybe NaNoWriMo, which is National Novel Writing Month, um, let's give a dream scenario on where you want to be or what could possibly be the ultimate thing in your writing that you would be at. Okay. Okay. So I just, two things before I do my dream scenario. (laughs) Are we talking early November or later November? Let's say later November, just because that gives us a little bit more time to be dreamy. So like a month or six weeks from now, maybe. Yes. Okay. All right. You go first. Okay. (laughs) So I have an agent. Wow. I love that. Yes. I have an agent for my book. And so I'm deep into, you know, some editing with that book. Mm -hmm. And I've got mm, another... 20,000 words written on my work in progress. And um, our podcast is becoming the hit podcast in the book 
club genre. Okay, if you're going to put a visualization out there, you have to be able to actually specify it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's going to be great. We're going to have more subscribers. Than we know what to do with. Twice the subscribers than we do now. How yes. about that? Okay. That sounds good to me. Okay, so everyone who's listening and everyone who knows someone who might be interested in listening to Daniel Silva conversations mm-hmm. and likes books or wine or food, please have them subscribe. We'd be so yes. appreciative. Yes. Especially because Chrissy's got a goal now. <laughs> okay, so now what's yours? <laughs> okay. I, need, I just have to take a drink of wine now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's, it's, it's excitingly stressful to think All of right. what could happen in six weeks. I don't know. It is. Um, I would like, I will commit that I would like to have my novel Repent done mm-hmm. and ready to send out. And you have read it. Ready? High five. That was very good. All right. That's good. And I would, I also would like to be um, working on, because I have an outline for number two. So I'd really like to have this one put to bed and at least be making some progress on the outline for number two. Sounds great. Okay. All right. That's good. Ooh. Thanks to our mysterious foodies out there for listening and sharing. Check out our website, GameOfBooksPodcast.com, where you can find links to all we talk about. And if you subscribe to our weekly newsletter, you can get those links sent directly to you, along with any exciting updates. We are also on Facebook and Twitter under at GOB Writers. And if you enjoyed this episode as much as we did, we would love to hear from you. And please subscribe to Game of Books wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any of our book club ideas, and quirks and conversations with award-winning and best-selling authors. That's all for today's episode of Game of Books Podcast, where we share food, wine, and mystery every Friday morning, just in time for the weekend. This is Christy and Kathy saying thanks for listening. Bye, Bye, everybody. everybody.